0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea Kay Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay.
1: Good evening, and welcome to the Andre K Show tonight. It is Tuesday night right here at AM 1170, KCBQ Studios. We are live on this Tuesday night, which means there is breaking news happening, but I got to give a shout out to my, com- I started to try to say it in Spanish, my c- companion, how do you say that in Spanish, DJ Carrot Sticks? Compadre! Compadre! My compadre for the evening, DJ Carrot Sticks. No hug
2: for me? <laughs> uh,
1: so glad to have you all here with me tonight. You know, I had my open, all prepped and ready to go, but I may have to save it until after uh, the first break because we do have breaking news tonight. You know, it, it had been kind of quiet. We had been reporting for a while about this kind of standoff that was happening up in Oregon and to refresh your memory on what that situation was about, these ranchers up there had been convicted of arson. I guess initially they did not get uh, sentenced according to federal guidelines, supposedly. So then they were being sent back to jail. Enter the Bundys, Eamon Bundy, which is the son of Clive Bundy, I guess was his name.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: he went up there and in order to take a stand, I guess, against, yeah. I mean, the the family that the father and son who who i guess they pled guilty to arson so i'm not really sure why the bundy's decided to be completely honest with you i'm i'm against government overreach myself but if they pled guilty if they agreed that they did something wrong i'm not really sure why bundy injected himself um but he did and there have been other people up there it's almost as though they decided to really kind of just use that situation with the father and son uh, as, a, as a way to, to make a statement against the federal government in the use of lands and the abuse of federal lands, which are really the people's lands. You know, I get it. But we kind of took our eye off of it because there's so many things happening in the world. And then all of a sudden I'm coming in tonight to the show and I see that there's breaking news. And thank you to the Andrea K. Show friends and supporters and show producers because I was on the drive on the way in and I was all focused on whether or not I was going to eat my donut on the way here or save it. Uh, and I really didn't know about the breaking news. Now we find out that in the course of a, an arrest attempt to, I guess, arrest Eamon Bundy, Shots were fired and there's one dead and six were taken into custody. I guess there was actually injuries associated with one of the people, but they're not life threatening who was arrested. So I'm not sure if there's any new updates on this story, but we'll we'll see what's going on with that and see if any of the GOP presidential candidates make a statement about this. I'm not sure that they will. It seems as though the big story tonight on uh, the GOP campaign trail, and if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer KCBQ. Hey, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Go to my website, andreaKshow.com. There's a contact button there where you can send me. I've been getting some great emails from listeners in terms of suggestions, like guest suggestions. One person emailed me and suggested that I that I bring on Victor Davis Hanson. I guess is his name for an interview. So I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting there. So please go there and I fill out the contact form and comment form if if you want to give me show suggestions or ideas Um, big other breaking news tonight that seems to be a bigger story i guess for fox i've got you know the news up and i'm seeing ted cruz on there and not the the bundy the murder i guess (laughs) up in oregon i guess the big story what's most important to people out there is that oh my gosh trump has decided not to participate in a debate (gasps) gasp hey you know what Even if Trump was the last guy that I would ever consider voting for in the primary, I say hat tip to you, Donald Trump, because one of my complaints about the Republican Party for years. And it's something that especially after 2012, but even prior to going into 2012, in spite uh, in prior to Candy Crowley planting evidence at the crime scene and that debate in which Romney just laid down and took it. We haven't we all been saying, I haven't been a lone voice. We've all been saying the Republican party has let its constituents and its candidates down by allowing the mainstream media to control the party and therefore to control the candidates and to control the message and to control minds. And Donald Trump is the first Republican in as long as I can remember who is actually controlling the media. He's actually controlling message. He's creating the narrative. He's the first guy to come around in a long time and get the Democrats back on their heels. And I say hat tip to him for that. Now, some people are saying, well, it's not very presidential of him. Well, you know what? Barack Obama is considered to be very presidential. And what did that get us? Define presidential for me. That's like telling me what conservative is. We've had enough of what's considered to be the traditional definitions of presidential behavior. Look where we are at in terms of transformation. How has being genteel like Mitt Romney, being nice and kind when somebody's basically raking you over the coals like Obama did in 08 to McCain, how was McCain turning and, and looking the, the other way and ignoring everything Obama was about? How did any of that, how did any of that help us as a party? So I'm actually glad that Trump did this. First of all, I actually think it's kind of a smart move on his part because once again, what are people talking about tonight? They're talking about Trump. He is solidifying his brand in terms of who he is, that he is the outsider. And for the people who say, I kind of like Cruz's response, which was to challenge him to a debate. But where Cruz kind of went off the rails for me with that was by calling Trump a chicken. Because you know what? We all know that Trump is not scared of anybody or anything, anytime, anyplace, anyhow. That's not what this is about. What this is about is it's about control. He is asserting that he's the alpha male. He is asserting and continuing to push his brand and his agenda. And haven't we really needed that as a party? I really wish that somebody with the brilliance of a Ted Cruz had the same marketing and branding and salesmanship behind him that Trump has. In fact, that's really one reason why for from going back to the beginning, I kind of said to Craig Sewing on his show, I said, you know what? Early, early on, I said, I'm really thinking that a great ticket really might end up needing to be Trump Cruz because Cruz doesn't have the branding and the and the marketing skills and the salesmanship and quite frankly the likability that you really kind of gotta have to win an election. And I have not made, as I said last night, one of the things that I've been really concerned about is the division that's been going on and the vitriol, it continued today. I actually had to block a Cruz supporter because I posed a simple question about him. There was a legitimate question. I am still undecided. I'm evaluating the candidates. And when I pose a question, it's not meant to be snarky. It's not meant as a put down. It's it's a legitimate question. I have a very legitimate question about Ted Cruz that I am. And when I pose it, it's it's sincere in that I'm really hoping somebody can help me feel better about it. Even if he wins the nomination, let's say he wins the nomination. I still right now I'd vote for him and I would, and I would campaign hard for him, but I still have a question. I still have a little doubt in my mind about Ted Cruz. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to kind of get a little bit, you know, in, into where I'm at with that kind of how I'm, I'll tell you this. I have two mindsets. I look at things from two 50, 50, one half of me is all about my politics. I'm a, I, it's something I've been studying for most of my life. I love it. It's it's is a part of who I am as breathing. But I'm equally a business person and look at things from, from a business standpoint. And so that's really how I'm evaluating the candidates. And it wasn't until I realized that that was how I was evaluating them that it really led me to understand kind of what was bothering me about Ted Cruz. So we're going to take a break and we're going to pick that up on the other side. We're also going to get into the disturbing story, more disturbing even than one person being shot dead in Oregon. I'm going to check and see on the break what's going on with that, any updates. Um, but the Planned Parenthood, the indictment of the man who broke the truth about what was going on in Planned Parenthood and also what should be an indictment about uh, against Hillary Clinton. Hey, this is the Andrea K. Show. Stay with me.
2: Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help.
2: the- Convenient, homestyle recipes, and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it, too. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me tonight. Breaking news tonight even bigger than the story that there would the oregon standoff has ended up with one person dead there's hysteria tonight over the fact that trump decided that he was just going to not go to the debate and you know what we as a party should have control and our candidate we have the most important election of our lifetime and anybody out there thinks that that our presidential candidates should be forced to be interviewed by candidates that, that are intentionally have proven that their intention is to set them up to make the entire. I called up Megyn Kelly, not for her attacks on Trump, but the way she intentionally went about to set up the entire Republican Party as being anti woman haters. The way she treated Santorum, I think it was, or maybe it was Walker, I don't even remember now, was absolutely abominable. So, you know what? Thank you, Trump. Because I still, she lost so much credibility with me in that night, and it really had nothing to do with Trump. So hat tip to him. But I was talking before the break about evaluating. I was And I and posed a question to somebody today on Facebook. I ended up having to block him because he just couldn't handle it. And it's, and it's a question. I think he couldn't handle it because it was a question that he really wasn't prepared to answer. And let me, let me tell you where I'm coming from before I pose the question because I'm really concerned about fanning any flames out there um, and oh, by the way, it was it was I think it was Doug Kaiser who suggested that I talk about this on tonight's show because y'all may be fatigued over this whole Trump cruise thing. But anyway, um, it became a big thing on on my Facebook today. And. Um, I evaluate I've got those two sides of me, the political side and the business side, and. When you come, I've been saying for a long time that I felt like it was time for a business person to come in. I I was really for Fiorina in the beginning because so much, uh, almost every issue that we have is still centered on economics, even if you're talking about the war on terror there's still an economic element and I have been feeling for a long time that it was a mistake to have DC little by little be completely taken over by attorneys who are adversarial by nature they're not about doing what's right or getting the right result necessarily just getting the just getting a win and that we really needed a business person who understands economics you can be an economist and actually have a PhD in, in, in economics but if you never run a business you don't really understand what it's like, you can be a strict constitutionalist and have an incredible love for the free market. But if you've never started a business, never tried to grow a business, never laid awake at night worrying about the decisions that you're making, how it's going to affect somebody and their ability to feed their kid, you don't really know. You think you know, but you don't really know the value of the free market system. So I've been advocating for a business person. And as a bu- and that's in part because as a business person, my resume When I was, these guys are coming to me for a job. They're coming to me to interview. And how did I always approach it when I was looking for work? My resume, my corporate resume, was front-loaded with achievement. Where I worked, the name of the company, all that on the bottom, it was, president's club, 400% of quota, number two in the nation, blah, boom, 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 boom. And I would bring in my proof. I would bring in my stack rankings for people to see because really I'm about action and I'm about results. And when I'm hiring somebody, I want a proven track record of results and I want to see it quantified and I want to see it proven to me. And even then, when I was hiring sales, sales reps, I would still make them go on a ride along with me because there's still lots of people who are great at the interview, but don't have the will or the skill to actually do the job once they get it. And as we are going forward, I know when I look at Trump, what his accomplishments are and they absolutely translate over. He is an executive. He's got executive experience. There's a reason why typically it's been very hard for somebody to go from the Senate into the presidency because and it, we don't have a performance criteria to evaluate Congress people in the same way we do governors, or business people who've run businesses. So I have been asking people, what has Cruz accomplished? And just winning office isn't enough of an accomplishment for me. I don't like Kasich, but God love him, the man can actually articulate that when he was in Congress, what he accomplished. He said, when I was in Congress, and yeah, it was a lifetime ago, but he said, I introduced this legislation, here was the result. I worked with these people here. We balanced the budget. Ted Cruz, nor his supporters, can articulate to me accomplishment and when we are where we are right now you've got to be able to demonstrate that you can you can achieve quantifiable results and past performance is an indicator of future performance and I'm just not seeing it and on top of it I'm wondering maybe the reason why is because he doesn't have the leadership abilities that it takes to do that particularly in congress Can he create a followership or is he as unlikable as Trump and other people have said to me? And that's why he doesn't have any demonstrable results. And as a leader, especially if he's a strict constitutionalist, that means he's saying he's not going to govern or be a president through executive orders. So what's he left with? But leadership abilities, the ability to create a followership, to be articulate, to be persuasive, to be so likable and charismatic enough that people are going to want to follow him. And I'm just not seeing it and i'm posing this question out there because i'm hoping somebody is going to convince me of that i've said before though anybody but hillary and i absolutely remain committed to that but i'm really legitimately hoping that's a that's a question what has he accomplished that many people have asked of ted cruz and i'm actually hoping that somebody can give me a solid answer quantifiable and explain to me and when i look at another thing that i look at with leadership i look at what trump did tonight one of the biggest ways that and we've all talked about as conservatives and republicans when you control the message you control minds and the republican party has not had any control over the narrative they've had no control over the media and the messaging for many many years we need a president who is going to have the guts the skill and the will to do what trump is doing right now he is not scared of anybody. He's not scared of Megyn Kelly. He creates the narrative. He makes. He defines. What's happening right now, and what the problems are, and what the solutions should be. So that's what I'm looking for. And I'm also looking for, as a part of that leadership, somebody who's going to be willing to hold everybody accountable. I got uh, If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer KCBQ. Speaking of accountability, somebody asked me. Um, to talk tonight about whether um, Obama actually had purchased a home in Dubai. There was a story going around about that. And since they don't have an extradition uh, agreement, a uh, United Arab Emirates, was that a way, the UAE, was that a way for him to avoid extradition in any um, possible um being held accountable. And I asked a friend of mine to do a little research on that and come to find out. I guess that according to Snopes, I guess that's kind of a hoax that's going around. So that's not necessarily true. The good news then is he may at some point be held accountable. Um I'll hold my breath on that, but I tell you who may become accountable soon and that's Hillary Clinton. Because Tom DeLay on uh, a radio show the other day y'all remember tom delay out of texas well he said that he has friends who are in the fbi and they tell him that they are ready to indict he says they're ready to recommend an indictment and this story this uh, topic suggestion came from another friend of mine miss elisa brent thank you guys for all the topic suggestions for tonight um tom delay goes on to say that they're ready to recommend an indictment and they also say that if the attorney general does not indict they go in public and you know what this tells me This tells me, Oh, DeLay goes on to say, one way or another, either she's going to be indicted and that process begins, or we're going to try her in the public eye with her campaign. One way or the other, she's going to have to face these charges. That tells me that, and I think it was either Doug Kaiser or Dan Perry who um, sent me a really detailed, incredibly shocking and scary um, letter, if you will, from a guy named Ed Coet. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. He's a retired U.S. Army intelligence officer whose last job in the Army was to be the chief of human intelligence branch for the U.S. European Command in Stuttgart, Germany. He was the program manager for the special access program, the SAP. Now, the SAP is involves such highly classified material. This is on my wall, and I'm going to repost it because it's kind of gone down a little bit. But I want everybody to really read this because... The media, including Trump and and the Republican Party, including Trump and Cruz, they should be, every one of them should be screaming about this right now. This is what everybody should be going after instead of all this fighting between each other. Because what he describes here goes into detail to describe what SAP is and how it's so top secret that even there's major generals that don't have the clearance to see this information. And even if you can get clear to see one piece of SAP, it doesn't make you qualified to see another. This is, this is so secret that Snowden, what he revealed, as bad as that was, doesn't even scratch the surface of this. And this guy goes on to say that as the single compromise of an SAP is the single most dangerous security violation that can ever happen to the United States of America. He says it's far worse than uh, Snowden's top secret, uh, and it doesn't reach the level. He goes on to say that <clears throat> to put it on an unsecure server like Hillary Clinton's is a class one felony that could, in some cases, result in life in prison. We, it, Republican Party, I even saw an outnumbered, my favorite show, I was saying yesterday it was my favorite show. They said, they said recently, I think it was Sandra Stevens, maybe, said, Well, we don't have a smoking gun yet. Are you kidding me? Here is the smoking gun. And I'm still hearing nothing. Ted Cruz, our constitutional expert, he should be screaming about this right now. Sh- so should Trump. I'm not hearing anything, uh, anything from them on this. He says, um, if if anyone could escape persecution from compromise, prosecution for compromising SAP, we are done as a, no- a nation. He goes on to say that even if if President Obama, first of all, it should be a guarantee that Hillary Clinton should be prosecuted. And he says if Obama were to pardon Hillary Clinton... Um, then he should be considered and classified an enemy of the state and face criminal prose- prosecution himself. And that, again, he says compromising SAP. If we've got a president that puts up with that and anybody can escape that, then we are done as a nation. He says no president who loves his country would ever allow anyone, not even someone in his close family, he says, or a, a close relative to to get away with this. So I'm really disappointed tonight to to hear bickering among GOP candidate, presidential candidates over the crap that's going on because all, all it does is help her walk. In fact, there was, um, there was an, a town hall meeting of Democrats last night, and I heard a harsh qu- a question from someone in attendance, a young man that was harsher against Hillary Clinton than anything I've heard from the media or the Republican. He basically said, you know, there's really no steam for you, Hillary. There's really no enthusiasm for you because people don't think you're honest. People think you're dishonest. People are like, oh, my gosh. He used the D word on her. You know what? With what she has done on top of Benghazi, this should be all the Republican Party should be talking about all day, every day. I'm really tired of the infighting going on from the people, you know, who's more conservative and who's not conservative. What was Ronald Reagan's number one thing? Don't destroy each other. Don't shoot within the tent. I don't remember his exact words. We need to be holding our fire and we need to be shooting it at her. She should be indicted immediately. And the Republican Party, they should have already all been out on the the steps of Congress, en masse, every one of them calling for for a special prosecutor and calling for an indictment. Absolutely. Um, We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about an indictment that did come down involving Planned Parenthood. And then actually, I thought, you know, maybe in the course of I think this was Connie Powers, her idea. She actually suggested for a show topic tonight that we do facts of the presidential candidates. And I decided to do like some fun facts because maybe it will kind of humanize the candidates and it might be a way for us to maybe kind of have a little fun. You know, and maybe kind of lighten things a little bit and, you know, not, you know, get some love going back and lighten things up. And remember that as Republicans, we're all supposed to be on the same team. Hey, thanks for being on my team tonight. Don't change that dial. It's the Andrea K. Show. More coming up.
2: You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer.
1: Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. Thank you for playing that, DJ Carrot Sticks. That's actually one of my new favorite songs.
0: I like it. Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I was kind of surprised the other day to, to see in my car, because you know the new cars today tell you the name of the artist. And that's Selena Gomez. Yeah. I, you know, I thought
0: it was your girl Gwen Stefani at first.
1: Yeah, she kind of sounds like that, except she can carry a tune better than Gwen, <laughs> because I dig Gwen. She's hot, but she hasn't always had the best vocals, kind of like Taylor Swift you know who i who i also dig very much except i don't like that song shake it off it makes me want to jab myself in the eyeball yeah, with a I've pen heard it man a few that's times. just yeah <laughs> that ain't good hey uh, before the break we were talking about hillary and the the secret the, there has been a smoking gun gop get it done okay there's my rap song for the night you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of in a mood, needing to lighten things up. You know, I I, I said before the break I was going to come back and I was going to talk about the indictment involving Planned Parenthood, but I think I got to mix it up a little bit with some lightness, because. Um, I posted this morning for topic ideas for the show and Connie Powers, who I hope is staying nice and warm out there. I think Connie lives in Minnesota somewhere. I'm not really sure. And Connie, by the way, I got to give a shout out to her. She has been listening to The Andrea K. Show back from when I first started and asked her. She and I became buds on Twitter with John Warfield and, you know, just that whole crew on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show, by the way. And uh, Sherry Romaine, all all my old peeps on Twitter. Love you guys. Um, Some fun facts. Um, And I'm going to see DJ carrot sticks. If you've actually heard any of these, you know, to start off with a little bit more serious one, there's this whole thing about, you know, conservative, who's conservative, who's not conservative. Fun fact on Donald Trump as the being called the phony conservative. He's actually been a registered Republican since 1980. So, and, and some videos have been surfacing about him where you can hear him speak, you know, like a conservative, so I thought that was interesting and an important fact for people to know. What really cracked me up, DJ Carrot Sticks, is that Trump actually won a Razzie. Do you know what the Razzie awards are for? Is that for like the worst movie or something? Like really bad acting. Oh. He won a Razzie for playing himself in 1990 in a movie called Ghosts Don't Do It. <laughs> I've never heard that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, now I gotta watch it. I gotta see it because ghosts don't do what? That's my question. Maybe you can check that out for me and see what that's about. Um, a weird, quirky fact is that it's rumored that when he was in college, that he actually, for fun, you know, most college kids are like, you know, chasing girls and doing beer pong, pongs, or whatever they call it. He read federal foreclosure listings for fun not uh, weird he actually was sent to a military academy by his parents after acting up when he was a, a kid in the Bronx or Queens wherever he grew up and his nickname is actually in his family not the Donald it's DJT which is interesting um, fun facts on Ted Cruz uh, another you know really cerebral you know geeky kind of guy he actually founded the Latino law review uh, at his high school which is really interesting you know I think being an attorney was just really in his in his blood. And I guess the rumor is also that, I don't know if somebody, I don't remember if somebody challenged him or not, but he actually memorized the entire U.S. Constitution. So he is the real deal when it comes to, um, constitution. His mom is a computer programmer. So he comes from smart people. We know that. And here's what I love. The man does not like avocados. Thank you, Ted Cruz. Somebody else, especially a Latino who's with me, on boycotting the green stuff. Okay, cuz uh, there ain't nothing good that can come from an avocado in my opinion. Okay. I couldn't find a whole lot of fun facts on Chris Christie, um which I'm not surprised about cuz he's not a whole lot of fun to me. You know what? And I didn't really think it was particularly fun. Here's a fun fact, a not so fun fact on Chris Christie. I have not forgotten a hug. Christie I ain't forgotten about it. Um but this is interesting. He was the uh he's in the Little League Hall of Excellence. He played little league. That was about 80 pounds ago, but had tip for him. If it was little league, probably a lot more than 80 pounds. <laughs> right. Maybe he needs to keep, you know, swinging a bat and throwing a ball. Um, lots of fun facts on Rubio. This was really fun for me. Um, Except I was disappointed to find out that he hates disco music. He he called the 70s a very frightening time in America. Shame on you, Rubio. I thought
0: you were going to say he hated fish tacos.
1: Well, well, that would That'd be <laughs> ironic, wouldn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. He actually likes Nicki Minaj. Are you kidding me, Marco? <laughs> Come on That's now. That's just
0: something he threw out there to try to sound hip or something.
1: Exactly. He And he was probably wearing them dopey boots at the same time. Did you see a picture of him in those boots? <laughs> no. Come on. Um, his first job. This is really interesting to me, and I love this. His first job was building cages for exotic birds at his brother-in-law's import-export business. You know, workers. Every one of our GOP candidates are workers. Mm. Every one of them, and I love that they understand and appreciate the value of work. Um, and his his wife, she was a worker. She worked it hard on the on as a Miami Dolphins cheerleader. Did you know that, DJ Carrotstick? No. Yeah, she's gorgeous. Now his nickname is Tony, which is interesting. Uh, Coming out of Miami, isn't that everybody's nickname, by the way? Um, He actually went to uh, college in Missouri on a football scholarship, Mm. but he must not have done well because that ain't where he graduated from. And last fact on him, which is he was baptized as a Mormon Mm. and then he ended up converting to Catholicism later, which I find very interesting. I think that's fascinating. So just a little fun facts there, just to kind of lighten things up a little bit especially maybe I was just procrastinating, honestly, so I wouldn't have to talk about this next story. Because to think that we're in a place in America, I'm going to read Huckabee's quote on this. Um, to think, let me see if I can find his quote. This is, of course, about the Planned Parenthood situation. He said, harvesting human organs, human organs is beyond barbaric. It's unimaginably grotesque and evil. And it's a sick day in America when our government punishes those who expose evil with a smartphone while accommodating those who perform it with a scalpel. You know, I, there's much that I don't care for Mike Huckabee in terms of his politics. I think he's I think he's too fiscally, you know, um, liberal for my taste. But the man can turn a phrase better than about anybody and I read a whole lot of comments today about this story and that one really stuck out at me because it really hit home of what a sick day it is in America when this is going on and I you know I could get into the details of what happened in terms of the grand jury Um, I think clearly there was a heck of a lot of politics being played there I don't care what anybody says that this guy did with some driver's license Or some uh, whether or not he's being indicted because he supposedly lured them like it was some kind of entrapment. Okay, let's focus on that instead of what these people admitted on videotape. Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Marco Rubio, Trey Gowdy, all the rest of you, where are you today? Did, I, I missed Cruz's interview on O'Reilly Tonight. Did he talk about this or was he continuing to do, do his mano-a-mano challenge against Trump? Because to me, this is a bigger story. I would have rather Cruz had said to Trump, you know what? Please come to the debate because we all need to join together and we need to be hitting the left for what they're doing to America. I had a hard time reporting on those videos because of what they're doing to children. And, and what we are allowing to be done in this country. And, and I don't know if this man can afford his legal defense, but some, I'm, I'm hoping that's, that somebody's gonna help him out with this because he's looking at what, 10 years in jail for doing the job that the Congress is supposed to be doing, providing oversight, because this, these, org, these butchers have been getting federal funds. And I guess the House finally finally did vote to defund Planned Parenthood, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm so upset right now. I don't even remember where the, what happened in the Senate. I think they blocked it, maybe, or you know, um, where's the process where is a special prosecutor to investigate? Where was, Where was Ted Cruz and everybody in Congress? Why did it take these videos? Why did it take this this kid doing the role? Of the mainstream media, of Fox News, and of everybody else, to try to get inside and bring the truth to the American people, and it's all over the videos. They all admitted what they did. They talked about body parts as being light items. Oh, and I guess the grand jury said, well, they didn't really make a profit off of it. Oh, I guess if they're fiscally irresponsible and they charge too little for the parts and they break even, I guess that makes it okay that they're set, that they're they're manipulating abortions of children. This is this is. One thing that did was a good statement that came out of it is that at least it did, these videos did, if, even if people don't understand, even if, even if this case didn't go our way, there's still other litigation that's happening involving this, and it did bring to, bring to the forefront to people. That I do know that there are people who saw these videos that did change their positions, because even if you want to argue that in the first few weeks that it's a clump of sales, these are children. We saw in these videos discussions of, I'm not even going to get into the gruesome details because I've already played the videos. We know that these are full, fully intact children. We even know from some videos that, that children, they talked about um, children who had been dropped off intact. And there was even a question as to whether or not they were dropped off alive and what was happening to these children. So there's absolutely no excuse for either party for why this is why Huckabee is right. And this is where we are at. And in fact, my other quote, I want to read to you from Scott and Then I want to move on because it's too upsetting is he says, if David Daleiden is indicted, but Hillary Clinton is not, I'm not sure what's left of America. What's left of America that we pledge allegiance to. I don't know what Fox is planning on the debate on Thursday. If this is going to come up, we'll see what happens. Um, with that some other stories i want to get into usually on tuesdays i like to talk about a little economics there is going to be some economics discussed doug kaiser likes me to get into some economics he's kind of happy that there was a stock rally today um craig and i were talking earlier on his show craig's kind of described it as a dead cat bounce um i guess which is a term you know in industry you know in wall street types who say you know that when you you know (laughs) I, can, I can't I can articulate as well as he did, but basically that um, you can have a
0: uh, it's even after the, the stocks have done really bad there'll be a bounce back that even a dead cat can bounce because <laughs> yeah and a live a, a live cat can definitely bounce but even a dead one can. even can't.
1: a dead cat yeah th- thank you for that even a dead cat can bounce but I'm gonna stay optimistic. Because you know, I think that as we have, you know, the markets don't like instability. They all, the markets respond to good futures, and I'm hoping that as we have more debates and as we get into the primaries and we have, a Republicans talking about a restoration of fiscal responsibility and and you know, lower taxes and all the things that are gonna gonna make our our country things that are going to be engines of growth. They're going to help bring back manufacturing, help in in, in startups get, we actually are having fewer startups now for the first time in America. We have more businesses going out of business than we have startups. So I'm hoping maybe, uh, the good news for the future with, with the impending Republican presidency is going to help with the markets. But there was a little bit of bad news that came out of Chicago and we got to talk about this. And the Republicans needed to be talking about this. Uh, Mon- Mondelez bakeries which makes oreos and ritz and cadbury chocolates they all announced another round of layoffs at their chicago bakery um they they started doing uh trying to cut cost and doing uh, quite a few things back in the 2012 after they separated from crafts foods and they started you know cost-cutting strategies involved you know outsourcing there's that evil word outsourcing white-collar jobs why because it was the, where the labor was less costly you know, if you're going to, it's really simple economics. In the Republican Party, we've been talking about this. They need to do a better job of explaining the basics of economics in a way that's clear, it's concise, it's not too long and too lengthy to where people's eyes glazed over. But when you make it too expensive for somebody to keep a business going, they're going to close the business down. When you make labor too expensive, and one of the things they want to talk about is income inequality. They want to talk about forcing businesses to pay higher wages for a variety of different reasons the more expensive they want to talk about regulations that, that are more expensive the more costly you make it to run a business the harder it is for people to stay in business and particularly when you got unions the labor unions filed a lawsuit against um, them for the massive layoff citing discrimination how is that discriminatory um, and avoiding a collective bargaining agreement well you know what unions this is what happens and oh, by the way, this is in Chicago, one of the most liberal, you know, cities and states in the country. But when you unions hold a gun to the heads of the employers and tell them your brains or your signature is going to be on the contract, you know, I, I, it, 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 the companies end up going, you know what, I die either way. I might as well go on my own terms. And oh, by the way, with the TPP that we talked about last summer, remember that the GOP said, well, we've got to give Obama the authority, the TPA, the authority to negotiate for us so that we can then see what was in the TPP, even though we knew what was in it. It only encourages this kind of stuff. You say you, you say you don't want jobs to leave America, Democrats? This is partly why. You Democrats were on board with the TPP. Barack Obama wanted that. And what does the TPP do? It encourages businesses to do exactly what these guys are doing, is they're pumping all their money into a plant in Salinas, Mexico. And the Obama administration is happy. They say they don't want outsourcing. But what's the TPP all about? It's about outsourcing and the redistribution globally. Global socialization, socialism, under the guise of, well, this way, um, they're already outsourcing to these other countries. And this way, we're going to help make the labor conditions better in other countries. But who is this hurting? It's hurting us here. And this is also a part of that North American alliance that people say that Ted Cruz is involved in. And that was the open border between us in Mexico, and us in Canada. The one and that movement started a long time ago with the NAFTA. We again, the number one issue that we have as a nation really is our borders. We're giving everything away. We're giving everything away with our borders in terms of national security. Our southern border, with people coming here illegally for benefits. Our economic borders, our virtual borders in terms of cyber attacks, and then also in terms of immigration. We're gonna take a quick break and we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. We've got another some more refugee stories and crimes going on with that. This is the Andrew K Show. On AM eleven seventy the answer.
2: on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E.
1: Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help.
2: you're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM1170 The Answer. Oops
1: shit. Okay. Fuck. Mark. Mark. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. You know what I said? I love that song, DJ Carrot Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't necessarily want to hear it again, baby doll. <laughs>
0: it's so good you don't get to hear that much of it coming back
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome hey one of my most favorite people in the world one of the people that i've become to come to admire so much and i'm hoping that um, she would do me the great honor at some point to call in the show i hate to even ask because you know she's so busy and she's so out of my league but i'm gonna put her on the spot because i know she's listening right now um is uh, none other than the one and only dr gina who's absolutely amazing and she sent me a text and reminded me of something that you all out there might find very interesting you know she's she, they call her dr gina for a reason because she's truly brilliant and ha- she has a phd and she's far more educated and smarter than i did y'all know that ronald reagan skipped the iowa debate mm-hmm. huh see i did not know that interesting thank you dr gina For that. Hey, we're going to keep... One of the things that that I was kind of bugged about um, on yesterday, in the past couple days, was... um It's not a big thing. You know, Trump got this endorsement from Glenn Beck, and one of the things, Glenn Beck is a lightning rod for a lot of people. He has an an inability to annoy like none other. And one of the things that uh, he said yesterday was, he's the only one who's been talking about the caliphate. No, you have not been the only one talking about the caliphate, Glenn Beck. There have been many of us that have been trying to raise the alarm about radical Islam for a really long time. And I was talking about on yesterday's show, that, you know, in terms of the infighting going on with conservatism, is my criticisms of the new conservatism that was ushered in under President Bush, the compassionate conservative, which involved he was one of the first ones, even after 9 11, who was bringing refugees here. And maybe people are getting a little tired of like the daily, you know, refugee story nightmare, but it's really important. Because, you, you know, I, I opened the show talking about Oregon and about the fact that we've all kind of forgotten about it. And all of a sudden, you know, somebody's dead. You know, there's, with a 24-7 news cycle, there's so many different ways that, that we can, you know, forget about stories. And, like, we kind of forgot about the Planned Parenthood videos until the indictment came out. So it's important for me, and it's been a, a, a passion of mine to talk about the threat that we face with radical Islam for a long time. Longer before than I can remember Mr. Beck talking about it. The latest... Uh, story coming out of Sweden is an asylum worker. 22 year old girl was stabbed to death in a frenzied attack at a child migrant center, and a refugee boy at 15 was arrested for murdering her. This was a girl who was there to help, who probably bought into the liberal mindset that, you know, these were just, you know, disenfranchised, you know, women and children, and they weren't, you know, army you know, fighting age young men there to impose their will over a Western culture. And her family, what I I find would really touch me in the story was her cousin was talking, referring to her as an angel and told the Swedish media, it's so terrible. She was a person who wanted to do good, who just wanted to do good. And then uh, he murdered her when she was just doing her job. She goes on to say, it is the Swedish politician's fault that she is dead. Well, you know what, Paul Ryan, who gave one point something billion dollars to President Obama to bring 300,000 of these people here? Any deaths that occur from that, just like the deaths that happened in San Bernardino, thanks to that woman brought here in a fiance visa after she had been studying in a madrasa, which is owned by a part of a school system that teaches that very mindset here, that extreme radical version of Islam being taught right here. In fact, the owner of that school system is from Canada. Those deaths are on every politician who's done nothing to stop it, particularly Paul Ryan, President Obama, and George Bush, who actually started not one of them. In fact, last week, the Senate voted down increased background checks and increased measures to keep the refugees from coming here. All all this measure would do was give the FBI... final say as to whether or not somebody was cleared to come here. And Senator Reid and the Democrats refuse that. This is coming here to America. In fact, it's already here. And I'm not hearing enough from the Republican presidential candidates about that either. Now, another topic idea that you guys said that you wanted, I think it was, I don't remember who it was who suggested this today, but it was about endorsements. Somebody said that they after the Glenn Beck thing, that became kind of a big story yesterday, too, because Beck has his hardcore supporters, devotees, and he's also got a whole lot of people, you know, detractors from him. So it kind of became a big story as to should, you know, Cruz have accepted the endorsement or should he just accepted the endorsement and then back slowly, backed away uh, from the ticking time bomb that is Beck. And one of the listeners Uh, suggested that I do a story about endorsements and whether or not they actually help or hurt anybody. And I couldn't really find anything quantifiable on that to tell you whether or not it helps or hurts. Ultimately, I don't think it really does either way. Um, uh, You don't think
0: Killer Mike's endorsement of uh, uh, Bernie Sanders is going to help him?
1: Who's Killer Mike?
0: Some rapper. (laughs) He's been <laughs> out lately saying that he he had dinner with uh, Bernie Sanders at some place in Atlanta or something, and he's been on like the campaign trail with him. But his name's Killer Mike.
1: No, and I'm sure he spells it M Y K E.
0: Something, but something really Anything cool.
1: killer in the front of it, I'm not
0: gonna really take what he says uh, yeah. too serious.
1: Especially and, unless, especially if he's not gonna be cool enough to spell it killer, <laughs> like K I L L A H. Yeah. All right, have some flavor if you're going to call yourself killer. But here's been some of the endorsements. Sheriff Joe is going to come out, and I don't know if he's done it yet, but he, he's, he said he was going to endorse uh, the Donald. And that's a huge endorsement, in, in my opinion, but I don't think it's going to carry any weight. The, the big pastor, uh, Jeffries, I guess his name was out of Texas, he's mm-hmm. endorsing Donald. Um, the big endorsements, though, was Beck endorsing Cruz. And Palin endorsing Trump. The only one that I think might have a little bit of headway is the Palin endorsement because she's a lightning rod herself. And SNL, if you saw Tina Fey spoof of her and the Trump thing, I mean, (laughs) it cracked me up. I hate to say it. But it really did. I mean, I think Tina Fey is brilliant it, when she plays Sarah Palin. She's got all the mannerisms down. Daryl Hannon, I get Hannon or Hammond, I guess is not Hammond, uh, just does a spot on Trump. And I think it's hilarious. And I think that, you know, um, I, I think it might hurt Trump a little bit. But in the end, I don't think it's going to hurt anybody. What do you think, DJ Carrotstick? Well, I think when it comes
0: to endorsements, I think it can hurt somebody more than any of them can really help them.
1: Yeah, um, I guess that's what I'm saying. I think Palin could hurt, you know, Trump. I mean, there is such a thing as guilt by association. At the end of the day, I think particularly for Republicans, um, I don't don't really, I guess, I just am too optimistic. But I just don't really, I think we're mostly take our values and our beliefs and our opinions so much to heart that we really think for ourselves. And we bring our own evaluation. I talked about how I evaluate. To me, it's like a job interview. Like when I was hiring salespeople, I'm accomplishment driven. Show me results. Tell me what you're going to do. I'm into biting, not into barking. Okay, I'm into action. Okay, and results. All right. Hey, thanks for joining me tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. AndreaKShow.com is my website. Let's keep this conversation rolling all throughout the week on Facebook. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody.
0: This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.